You're listening to the King of the Fourth podcast, offering in-depth analysis on all things Boston Celtics with your hosts, Jim and Mike Quigley. All right, this is a quick uh, Celtics game recap of the Hawks-Celtics last night. And Atlanta Celtics getting the win. Um, almost a wire-to-wire win. You know, the, the Hawks uh, came out early and took control of the first quarter where uh, it was kind of a defense optional first quarter for both teams. I think the Cavs had out the game going on their first six possessions. Um, you know, whether it was John Collins or, or uh, Hunter or Trey Young, they were getting just about any shot they wanted. But the Celtics started off the game full, full three um, and, and were able to hang with them in a very high-scoring first quarter, 38-37. Uh, I thought the Celtics, you know, were able to get their distance at the start of the second quarter when Trey Young came out of the game. Celtics' defense picked up. They built a lead um, upwards to double digits. And it was something that they kind of, held on to throughout the course of the game. Um, what was encouraging, if you're a Celtics fan in this game, is every time Atlanta went to make a run, um, the Celtics responded by uh, keeping control of the offense, you know, continuing to move the ball, uh, looking to get um, into the paint and not settle for the first good shot, but continue to swing it. And it felt like Anytime they wanted to, they got great looks, open open shots against the Atlanta team. Um, and it, it really was able to kill any momentum that Atlanta would hope to sustain to get back in this game, even when things got tough in the fourth quarter. You know, in particular, there were two moments um, where Atlanta got as close as five or six. Um, about midway through the fourth quarter, uh, things started to get stagnant for the Celtics offense. Marcus um, Smart came down and, and tried to go one on five, essentially, and missed a fadeaway in the paint um, with no passes within the offensive set. Atlanta came down to score. Next time down, Malcolm Brogdon um, forced the action himself, again with the drive. But the ball, you know, dribbled off his foot, and the Celtics were able to maintain possession but did not score. Uh, and soon thereafter, Jason Tatum came back in the game, and it seemed to just calm things down offensively. And the Celtics started moving the ball again. And, you know, Tatum got open looks from three. Horford got open looks from three. Um, you know, Smart was much more um, willing passer in those moments late. Jalen Brown, you know, got great looks. And, you know, if you look at the final stat line, you know, you had – Brown with um, six plus assists, Tatum with six plus assists, Smart with six plus, Brogdon. You, you could see, you know, the well north of 25 assists as a team. And I, when the Celtics play offense like that, they're very, very tough to beat. Now, granted, you know, Atlanta just doesn't have the bodies to match up with them, especially with the wing and guard positions. Trey Young is such a detriment on the defensive side, and the Celtics were able to take advantage of that. But we've gone game after game recently where the Celtics, you know, settled. You know, whether it was Brooklyn, the Nets, or Cleveland, where they would be one passing shot, no passing shot, three-point shot, you know, from Tatum, we've seen time and time again. Um, this effort was much different. You know, you've seen very little of that. And they also got off, you know, they caused quite a bit of turnovers, were able to get out and run, and did a great job there. Um, 
Now, defensively, after that first quarter, they shorted it up. The issue with it, they're still continuing to have, especially since Rob Williams has gone out with his hamstring, they're not able to finish possessions with the defensive rebound. Um, why Atlanta was really able to hang around at all was they continue to get, uh, you know, a ton of offensive rebounds, plus 10 in that category. Uh, second chance points were, you know, something like 20 to 2. Uh, this Atlanta 20, the Celtics 2. It, it just, it's an area without Rob that's really a point of concern. And the Celtics back up big situation. You know, the first one they go into is Blake, and he's a good defensive rebounder for his size, but he's, you know, he's under 6'10. Um, they've gone away from Grant completely with the DNP. They're not using Cornette. You know, they're not using Muscala. Um, so they're very limited in size coming off the bench, and it's really having a detrimental effect on the defensive rebounding. And I think it just highlights the point that this team's sailing is much, much higher with a Rob Williams healthy than without him. And, and hopefully this hamstring injury, they give it as much time as it needs because come playoff time, come, come the final stretch, they got to need him to get to where they need to go. But in regards to this game, um, the Celtics and the Hawks, it was good to see the Celtics get back to Celtics back, get ball on the offensive end. Um, you know, I could sit here and say, well, this was the Hawks. You know, they're not a good defensive team. Um, this is what you should do. Well, the point is they did do it. Um, the way the Celtics have been going, it'd be much more concerning if they weren't able to get this going. If you saw a lot of the same habits against um, Brooklyn and the Nets, Knicks of the, of the Cavs. And, and, you know, Atlanta was making a push, you know, down double digits, like I said, to get it to five or six, but it never got closer than that. So the Celtics were able to keep their lead, seemed to always extend it back to the 11, 13, 14, 15 point mark. Um, even at the end of the game, within the last minute, you know, we're able to get push the lead back up towards around nine. And, and just never, Atlanta just never got close enough. Was never able to get close enough to really put a scare into the Celtics. Um, so I, I think in a week, and I, you know, since the All Star break, there's been many negatives, many concerns. Um, this was certainly a positive. You know, if you start checking the boxes and what the Celtics needed to do offensively, it certainly you would check that box. Controlling the, the transition game, you would check that box. Lowering the turnovers, you would check that box. High assist totals, you would check that box. Um, you know, a commitment on the defensive end to, you, you know, not surrender a ton of points. Um, you know, whether it's open threes or, um, you know, getting beat to the basket for layups, they did a pretty good job of that. The area of concern, you know, defensive rebound, that did not get better. Um, you know, letting superstar players have a great night. Trey Young did that again. Uh, and those are trends that the Celtics have, um, you know, been exhibiting since the All-Star break that you want to see get better. But on the whole, I thought this was a good night for them. A much-needed win, a much-needed performance, a type of win where you you can look at it and say, all right, I, I this looks a lot like the Celtics pre-All-Star uh, break. 
and early of the season offensively. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something you, a trend that you hope continues against teams that they're going to be playing on this road trip that aren't on their par, um, talent wise. You know, they head to Houston next. This is the type of game you, you hope is over by the third quarter and, and your best players are arresting. You know, I wouldn't even be surprised to see if, uh, you know, Al gets the night off completely in that game before they head down to Minnesota on Wednesday night. Um, so if you're a Celtics fan today, you got to feel pretty good uh, about what you saw last night. Um, there's still concerns to be sure, including, you know, what their rotation looks like, <laughs> what their bigs um, after Al and after Rob right now, you know, it is Blake Griffin as your first big off the bench, and he's done fine. I have some big concerns, and the next time we have a pod with Michael, I'll bring him up about what he's capable of doing in a playoff series, especially if teams can get him in switches against some of their guards. I just don't think he's capable at this point of his career to um, you know, stay in front of those guys, and you don't want negative players out there for the playoffs, especially on the defensive end. Uh, and you know, offenses are not covering him from three at all. And so you, you need that threat out there as well, especially with his limited size. But he's given them what they need right now. He's a good help defender. Um, he gives them some help on, on the glass rebounding-wise. And, and he's certainly a crafty player offensively just in terms of knowing what he needs to do, whether it's from the mid-post position or um, on the perimeter and just keeping that ball moving. Um, which is, uh, I think, the most important thing for the Celtics right now. Uh, and you've seen struggles, uh, you know, with Grant Williams in those aspects, especially over the last month. Um, all right. Hey, this is a short pod, just a game recap, not recap. Um, we'll talk to you soon.